Thank you for tuning into sermons from Liberty Baptist Church in Newport Beach, California. Our goal is to help you know God more and take the next step in your spiritual journey, no matter where you're at. If you have questions about God or about Liberty, you can connect with us at libertybaptistchurch.org. We pray that the Lord will use this message to be a help and encouragement in your life. Hello there, Liberty Baptist Church. It's good to be here again with you. My name is Pastor Jason Brown, and uh, I pastor Victory Baptist Church in El Cajon, California. It's not El Cajun. It's El Cajon. It's a Spanish word, and uh, it is not Jamacha. It's Hamashaw, if you're ever in that area. Uh, But uh, I'm so thankful for this church, so thankful for your pastor. Uh, He came and preached uh, at our church on Wednesday night, did a fabulous job, just knocked it out of the park. Our people are like, man, we love him. He's so great. And, and I, I like that. I really like that a lot. Got a lot of help. And then we went to Tacos El Gordo together, didn't we? He had the mighty men with him. And uh, we enjoyed that immensely. And uh, how many of y'all have been to Tacos El Gordo? Raise your hand. Okay. Those of you who never been there, you're missing out. Okay. You got to go there. It's fantastic. Uh, Sammy knows about this place. He likes to go there. And I don't see Sammy. Is he backslidden? He must be backslidden tonight. Pray for Brother Sammy. Okay. Uh, he got backslidden. So we'll just pray the Lord restores him. But uh, sure appreciate him and his ministry and his wife and, and their family. I heard about the new property. I saw when I walked in the staff housing, and what a miracle. You guys know that, right? What a miracle that is, that God would, would, would bless in that way for the staff housing. And, and now Brother Sammy and his family, I heard they're moving in and, and different staff members. And it's just such a joy. You know, when you give your whole life to God and uh, you're serving, you're sacrificing, you're doing everything you can, it really is a, a wonderful blessing when God smiles on you like that and smiles on the church. And so I'm thankful. Love Brother Jay, wherever you're at, Brother Jay, singing. And, and uh, I love your posts about food and uh, donuts and, and uh, parlor donuts. We went to parlor donuts together. And, and uh, you know, if you eat one of those donuts, it's like probably like 15,000 calories. You know, it's, it's up there, so you're going to have to run for the rest of like a week to, to burn it off. But uh, I'm so thankful for you and your wife and your family. And of course, Jenna. I got to meet uh, Jenna's friend that's a boy. Uh, I don't know technical terms, but my daughter has a friend that's a boy, and she's 17 years old now. And uh, we don't do the boyfriend-girlfriend thing. I don't know what age. I'm sure you guys are closer with terminology here. But I don't know, as a dad of a daughter, you know, it's one thing when it's your son. My son's like 19. I'm like, you got a girlfriend yet or what, buddy? You know? Uh, But when it's your daughter, you're like, oh, my soul. Who is this guy? You know? (laughs) He sits on the front row of the church. He's such a blessing. And and so I'm thankful to the Lord. He's given me a lot of grace. He really has. As Pastor was saying, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. Uh, There was uh, uh, three older sisters and three younger brothers. I'm the firstborn son, and uh, my mom and dad uh, were not Christians, and uh, they became Christians later in life. My dad uh, did a lot of drugs and went to prison. My mom was an alcoholic and then uh, turned her life around when CPS came into our family. Uh, And at that point, it was a good thing that CPS came into the family because there was all kinds of hardship and and destruction and uh, going on. And uh, long story short, um, I got saved when I was 15 years old. Uh, A man by the name of David Entrican, his son I played baseball with, and he took me to a Bible study. It was a Tuesday night Bible study. And he asked me the question, 
if you were to die today, are you 100% sure that you would go to heaven? And I said, I have no idea. And he took the whole Tuesday night Bible study to walk me through Adam and Eve and, and all the way to Jesus and the cross, the death, burial, resurrection, and how if, if I called on Jesus, I could be saved, I could be forgiven, I could be born again. And he was a real estate broker. He was a real estate banker. That's what he did by trade. But what his heart was, was soul winning. This man was a soul winner. And uh, he had custom tracks made in the form of a real estate for sale sign on it. I still remember it because that night after he gave me the gospel, I went home into my apartment. I put the gospel track down beside my bed. I read the whole thing again. And I read in there that if, if, if I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus died and rose again and whoever calls on him shall be saved. I got on my knees and I said, I don't know how to do this, but if you'll save me and forgive me, I repent. I want to be born again. And that night it felt like heaven came down and glory filled my soul. And I'm just, I'm still blessed today. I'm 41 years old now. Uh, God called me to preach when I was 22 years old. I got married when I think we were 19, my wife and I, Rochelle, uh, 21 years. This lady has put up with me for 21 years. I cannot believe it. And uh, I'm so grateful to the Lord for her and our two kids. Y'all pray for me tomorrow. I'll be driving my son back to Baylor. Uh, pray for my wife right now because she's helping him pack all of his stuff. You know, get over here, put that. No, she's probably, sweetheart. Please, no, I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> but uh, pray for her as she's helping to put that together. And then tomorrow we'll drive him to Baylor. He's studying business and, and uh, looking forward to that. As Pastor made mention, um, I, uh, I learned real estate by the man that led me to Christ. And this man, as I said before, he loved souls. It, it seemed like every day I would look in his office and he'd have somebody in there, an employee, a real estate broker, a title rep, an escrow officer, uh, a buyer, a seller, somebody, a notary, and he'd, be, he'd have his Bible out. He'd have his Bible out and he'd be sharing the gospel with them. And I'd walk by and see people with tears getting saved. And it just seemed like always. And then we'd have these Bible studies and he'd bring missionaries in and he'd be like, okay, yeah, we're gonna support this missionary. And I watched this guy give millions of dollars to missions. And that was his heart. That was his heart, to make money to give to missions, to help the local church and give to missions. And I remember when he passed away, I still remember that moment. He passed away at a young age, I think he was like 56, of um, congestive heart failure. And uh, I remember the night and the morning that he passed away, I remember going up to the mountain. I, I wept in my office and I said, all right, Lord, I'll take the mantle. And so I went up to the mountain and I said, whatever mantle he had, of making money and giving and helping missions and supporting the local church, I received that. I'll take that. And I, I wept on the mountain and I took that in. And, um, and since that time, um, you know, I have just tried to advance the gospel missions. That's really it. I'm not good at it. I, I do good and then I crash. I do good and then I crash, you know, um, as far as like fire consistency and I'm soul winning, winning, you know, hundreds and thousands of people. And then I go, all right, what else? You know, and then God brings me back to it. And uh, I've learned that I need Jesus. I need his grace. I want to grow. And our church is growing in missions. Our church is growing in the gospel. Uh, we do faith promise missions. Uh, one of the, the visions in my heart was that our church would give a million dollars a year to missions. 
And by God's grace, we sequentially grew our Faith Promise Missions. And if you don't know how Faith Promise Missions works, it's, do you guys do Faith Promise Missions here? Uh, We sequentially grew from like 60, 30,000, one year, 60,000, 120,000, 240,000, 500,000, 750, and then our Faith Promise goal was a million. And we, by faith, uh, met that goal. uh, And, but, but in reality, it actually only came in at 750, so I'm not quite there yet. But, but it's, but we're, we're inching our way forward. We're, we're trying. And, uh, and I don't want to lose that heart. I don't want to lose why I'm working and what I'm doing. Um, I want to keep seeing people get saved. I want to see people get baptized. In fact, this, this last Sunday, uh, Saturday, I got to lead a father and a son to Christ in my office. And uh, we saw uh, them baptized on Sunday. The whole family was there. It was fantastic. And um, he texted me. I asked him for some feedback yesterday. And he texted me and he, he said, so, you know, I just feel such calm and peace in my heart. I got a lot of turbulence going on in my life, a lot of turbulence. Uh, but I just, I feel like I have a lot of calm and peace. And I just texted him that verse back in Hebrews, you know, the, the verse that says, he's the anchor. You know, we have an anchor that's within the veil. And I said, what that is, is you have the stability, the eternal stability of Christ now abiding inside of you. And isn't it great? It's forever. You can always walk with him and enjoy him. And so I am, I'm living the dream. I'll be honest with you. It doesn't always feel like that. Sometimes it feels like a nightmare. Sometimes I get depressed. Sometimes I get down. Um, But I'll tell you, this is what I prayed for. And sometimes we get to these seasons in our life where it's like, oh, God, give this, give this. And then God gives it. And then we forget this is what we prayed for. This is what we wanted. And now God is doing it. And he, he's worthy of a lot of praise and a lot of thanksgiving for what he's doing. So I'm living the dream right now. I'm loving what I get to do. I love your pastor. I love your church. And I love being here. Let's go to the Lord and ask him to bless this message, okay? Heavenly Father. We bow before your greatness. We, we humble ourselves. We know that if we get humble, if we get low, then you can get big and you can give grace. Please, Lord, let the word of God have free course. Speak to our hearts. Invigorate our souls. Give us clarity of thought and a vision to serve you in a powerful way to expand the gospel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Turn your Bible to Luke chapter number 19, Luke chapter number 19. And I've titled this message I want to bring to you, Pound It, Pound It. You know, you ever go up to somebody and pound it, right? Well, I can use this in many different ways, you know, pound the pavement, get the pound off of you, you know, put the pound on you, but pound it, right? And if you, as we look here in Luke chapter number 19, we see a story where God tells of us about a parable of talents, parable of, of pounds, if you would. Luke 19, verse number 11. It says, And as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable because he was nigh to Jerusalem, and because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. They, they were thinking, man, we're going to set up shop, set up kingdom, and now Jesus is going to begin to speak to them and, and help them with that. He said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds. And said unto them, Occupy till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a message after him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, 
Then he commanded these servants to be called unto him, to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Can you say gained by trading? Gained by trading. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going to gain by trading. I'm going to gain by trading. That's right. And it says in verse 16, then came the first saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained 10 pounds. Yes. Woohoo. One to 10. Be happy, man. This is a blessing. And he said unto him, well, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful in very little, have thou authority over 10 cities. And the second came saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained five pounds. I've got growth going on. And he said likewise to him. Be thou also over five cities. And another came, saying, Lord, behold, here is thy pound, which I have kept laid up in a napkin. For I fear thee, because thou art an austere man. Thou takest up that thou layest not down, and reapest that thou didst not sow. And he saith unto him, Out of thine own mouth will I judge thee. Thou wicked servant, thou knewest that I was an austere man, taking up that I laid not down, and reaping that I did not sow. Wherefore then gavest thou not my money into the bank, that at my coming I might have required mine own with usury? And he said unto them that stood by, Take from him the pound, and give it to him that hath ten pounds. And they said unto him, Lord, Man, he already has, he hath 10 pounds. For I say unto you, that unto every one which hath shall be given. And from him that hath not, even that he hath shall be taken away from him. But those mine enemies, which would not that I should reign over them, bring hither and slay them before me. And when he had thus spoken, he went before ascending to Jerusalem. What a parable. What a parable. We, we know that Jesus came to the Jews first, but they rejected him. And how many are thankful that he opened it up, the gospel, to everybody? And it was always a part of the plan of God. I'm glad that he opened it up. I, I love the parable of the fig tree. He came looking for fruit and found none, and he said, cursed be the fig tree. And it was gone just like that. Here's what we can take from some of these things. God is looking for fruit. And if you and I are not going to bear fruit, he is going to give it to somebody who is going to bear fruit. If God gives us a pound and we do not grow that pound, I promise you, this, he will give it to somebody else who will grow that thing. God is looking for people to, to send, uh, send to this church. And if we'll do a good job serving them, ministering to them, soul winning, baptizing, discipling, small groups, whatever we want to call it, and we're loving on them and they're being taken care of, God will bless it. You know, there are churches that are growing and there are churches that are dying. And some churches need to die. Are you listening? Some churches, the candlestick needs to be removed because they're not serving God. There's no light in them. They're not, they're not walking in the Spirit. And so God says, you know what, it's over. And He'll move the blessing over. And I don't know about you, but I want to be the kind of person that, that's like, okay, I started with one pound, but I want to incrementally grow up from three to five to ten. And oh Lord, if you want to give me somebody else's and you think I can do a good job with it, then I'll do a good job with it. And that ought to be all of our hearts. We all, all ought to understand that God is looking to put the blessing somewhere. Why not you? Why not now? 
You know, as I was driving here, I love the drive from San Diego to here. How many of y'all love living in Southern California? Man, I go, I go surfing like three times a week, four times a week. I love it. I just love it. My surfer name is Shreddy the Shredder, you know, and I surf with my brother, uh, 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 Jeremy, and his name is Wave Beast. And, I'll, and we'll be out there. I'll be like, Shreddy the Shredder here, you know, and my hair is slicked back right now. But when I'm out there, it's kind of flopping around. And then Jeremy's out there. And he's like, Wave Beast. You know, and we're talking to the waves and having a great time and, and uh, talking to people. And then we start singing, you know, to Jesus out there. And we just have a fabulous time. It's just wonderful living in Southern California. I hope you love it. I really do. We are so blessed living right here. Well, on the drive here, I felt the, as I was praying and talking with the Lord, I, I just sensed the Lord just saying, hey, your best ministry days are ahead of you. And I got to, I just felt that impressed upon my, not an audible voice, but just, you know, a sweetness of the spirit. Because sometimes I think, okay, you know, I, I've got to this far, I, I could just be done now. Have you ever been there before? Like, I'm in a place in my life, I could just sell everything and be done. And just go help a church somewhere, you know, and just do, like, kind of get in the background. But I just sense the Lord saying, no, no, I, I've developed you for such a time as this. I put all this into you. To, to be a blessing and to be a help. And your best days are ahead. And I thought, oh, good, Lord, that's a blessing. That's encouraging to my heart. And maybe you're out there right now and you're wondering, are my best days behind me? Maybe God's saying to you too, no, no, your best days are ahead of you. Like you have all that wisdom and all that goodness right on you right now. It's time for you to take the pound that you have and to grow it and to serve the Lord with it. You know, I love Jim Rohn's quote. He says, if you really want to do something, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. You know, if you really want to give to missions, if you really want to uh, pay off these properties, you'll find a way, right? If you really want to, listen, I wanted to gain uh, 30 pounds, and I did. It was a whole lot easier to gain the weight than it is to take it off. I was bulking, bulking. I was doing a dirty bulk, right? I'm a bodybuilder. I like to lift weights, right? And so I was dirty bulking, just everything, putting it in the system, man. I look like just a fat beast out there, you know, and uh, it's just massive. And I think I went from like 165 to 190 pounds. And my wife's like, sweetheart, you got to stop this. I said, I got to get to 200 though, baby. She goes, I can handle you fat, but not fat and unhappy. And I was just shoving it in, shoving it in, shoving it in. And she's like, maybe the Lord would have you to stop now. <laughs> and so I thought, okay, I'll start chiseling. So now it's taken, it's taken me a long time to, now I'm back down a little bit. And so when I say pound it, sometimes it's I'm trying to gain some weight and sometimes I'm trying to shave off the pounds. Who's trying to gain weight in here? Anybody trying to gain some weight? Yeah, okay. So you got to work hard to gain that weight, right? Who's trying to shave some weight? Who wants to cut off some LBs, right? <laughs> How many wish you could just bump somebody here, take my pounds? It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't work like that, right? You can't transfer it like that. <laughs> be kind of cool if you could. But let me tell you, if you really want to do something, you'll find a way. Like if you really want to get in shape, you really want to give money, you really want to win a soul to the Lord, like if you really want to do something, you're going to find a way. It reminds me of those, uh, the, the four guys that were carrying the guy that couldn't get to Jesus. There was no room to get him into Jesus because of the press. You know what those guys did? Man, they, they, they got a ladder, they went up to the roof, they ripped the roof off that place. And I thought, man, if you really want to do something, you're going to find a way or you'll make a way, right? I love that quote. Well, when you're thinking about making money, how many of y'all wish you could ma make, make more money? Make more money. How many of y'all wish you could give more money? See, more hands went up for giving more money than making more money. 
But I got to tell you something. You can't give what you don't have. You know that, right? And so I, one of the people I like listening to is I like listening to Dave Ramsey. How many of y'all listen to Dave Ramsey a little bit? I like listening to Dave. He kind of just blunt and straight and kind of helps me a little bit. Well, I like his baby steps. Sometimes people can't give because they're so, they've overextended themselves. And I love his baby steps, save $1,000. You know, one man said this, if you can't save money, greatness is not inside of you. Because it's really about temperance. It's about holding. The proverb says, a strong man retains riches. It's easy to give it all away. It's more challenging to hold it and then direct it. And so he says, pay off debt, all debt. He says, uh, save three to six months uh, emergency fund, uh, invest, college, pay off house, give. You know, I don't, I don't put my giving at number seven. I, put, I give my tithe right up front because I, I believe the tithe belongs to the Lord. I don't even think that's giving. Right? I, and then I give my offering right up front too, my missions giving. Right? But why? Because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the Lord. It's all His. And so I give that right up front, and then I try to just stay completely debt free. And then I've, I've came to this uh, spot where it's like, Lord, I want to give more. I want to give more. And I know if I'm limited in how much money I make, as a pastor, you're like, remember when I first started pastoring, I'm just going to pastor, I'm just going to pastor. And then I was like, man, this, I'm only making this much money, and I can make a whole lot more. And I want to give more. And then I'd like be pressuring people, why don't you give more? And it's like, man, I could wait for all these people to give more. I could just show them how to do it. And so I just decided I'm just going to do both. And so I started doing business, started doing more real estate deals. And before you know it, God's blessing my hands. And I'm like, oh, this is great. How many of y'all know it feels good to give? <laughs> and those of you who don't know it feels good to give, you haven't given enough away. I mean, it feels fabulous. And so I love Dave's uh, seven-step process uh, of baby steps. Let me give you three laws of successfully handling wealth. For those of you who, who want to build and develop wealth, very, very simple. It's very, very much like losing weight. If you want to lose weight, it's, it's caloric deficiency, right? Just burn more calories than you're eating. The same thing with saving money on the reverse way. If you want to save money, a portion of all you earn is yours to keep. Just save one-tenth in your bank account out of every paycheck. You'll always have some money. Well, the laws of wealth are live upon less than you earn, Seek advice from those who are competent through their own experiences. You know, everybody's a guru nowadays, right? Uh, everybody's saying this and that. Find out people who've done it, who are living it. And then uh, the third point is make money work for you. Make money work for you. One of the ways I found to get money to work for me is, uh, put up the next slide if you would, is this is uh, Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow quadrants. And there's four ways, uh, he has four quadrants. You're, you're an employee or self-employed or a business owner or an investor. The employee trades time for money. You're always locked in to how much money you can make based upon your time slot, right? And uh, you have a job. There's no leverage, and it's 5% of the wealth is there. The amount of active work determines your income. Uh, Self-employed. A lot of times people are like, well, bless God, I don't like what my boss is paying me. Uh, I, I can do more. And they, they'll go start a business and they, they fail to realize, okay, now you're doing 10 different jobs. And that's good, but you have, there's a steep learning curve. But when you're self-employed, you own a job, there's no leverage. There's 95% of the population is there, but you're still trading your time for money. You think about this, if the dentist doesn't go and do the teeth, he doesn't get to have a paycheck in some ways if somebody's not working for him. Same thing with the real estate agent. If the real estate agent doesn't close the sale, then he doesn't get any money. And so it's still trading time for money. Both are great ways to create wealth. These are linear income ways. When you get to the right side of the cash flow quadrants, now you start getting leverage and residual income. And for many of us, we want to get to the spot where, yeah, it's good to be in all the quadrants, making as much as you can. Why? For the glory of God. We don't want to make money just to make money. 
We want to make money so we can give to expand the kingdom and, and bless churches. When you're on the right side, you're, you're a business owner and you're hiring people and you're trading their time for money. And so you're able to make more money. And then as an investor, you are trading your money for more money. You're investing it. One of the things I like to do is realize the next slide, I don't want to waste my whole life chasing money. I saw this image where this guy's young and he's chasing this money and he's going after it and then he gets a little older and he's still chasing, he gets to the end of his life and he's got all the money, but it's over. And I got to thinking, that's not the purpose. You know, the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Really that word love is not agape love. It, it, it's, it's, it's really the lack of money is the root of all. It's the desire for more. It's the greed. It's, and, and we all should have this heart where we understand, I don't, I don't need the money. I want to use the money to serve the Lord with it. And it's better when you have money and money doesn't have you. See, I don't want to be controlled. Money should not be our God. Money is a, is a, is a wonderful servant, but it's a terrible master. And so that's why I love church, because it like, puts it in perspective. No, I'm, I want to create some wealth so I can be a blessing and expand the kingdom. And, 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 and I want to give. You know, the, the scripture tells us, turn to that next slide, God loves a cheerful giver. You know, I'd like to see some of y'all grab some of those things, and many of you have already done it, but grab that, you know, I'm going to give 25000 I'm going to give 50000 I'm going to give 100000 I'm going to give 500000 and be a cheerful giver. The idea is hilarious. Give It's like a touchdown. Boom! Yeah! Put that on, Spiritual Sports Center, baby. Come on. That ought to be the heart of us as Christians. Like, yes! Man, we move the chains. And God's like, yes, I love that. I love what you're doing there, son. I love what you're doing, daughter. You're really making it happen, and you're expanding what I want. See, it's not my goal be done. It's God's will be done. It's not about us building our kingdom. It's about him building his kingdom. And what he'll do is he'll, he'll pass more through us than he will to us. You know that, right? Like, if, if, you're, if you don't have open hands to give, why should he give you more? If you're like, oh, I got I to gotta put that here, put this here and save for some day down the future. Listen, you may never get there. So here's what I found. Just like, you know, they say if you put $100 away every month when you're 18, by the time you're 60-something, you're going to have millions of dollars. It's the power of compound growth. Well, what about the power of compound growth when it comes to giving? What about the power of, you know what, I'm going to take this talent, this pound that I have, and I'm going to get busy and I'm going to trade. And I'm going, to try to, I'm going to try to flip a house. I'm going to try to flip a car. I'm going to try to flip a mattress. I'm going to try to flip something so I can buy low, sell high, get some gain, keep a little, give a little, and, and expand the kingdom. See, all of us can do this. Every single one of us. Opportunities all around us. A lot of times people are like, well, I, I wish if I, could, if I had more money. You'll have more money when you add more value to the marketplace. See, the, market, the marketplace is not just going to pay you more money just because you want more money. The marketplace pays you based on the value that you bring to it. You think about this. How many people are, are upset because they don't have enough? It'd be like the farmer looking at the ground and saying, what's wrong with you, ground? I want more. See, the, the land doesn't care what you want. The land says, don't give me your need. Give me your seed. And some of us, we have the seeds in our account. We're like the guy that has the one pound, and we're just so afraid. Well, what are we going to do? How are we gonna, listen, you're so afraid you're doing nothing. And by doing nothing, that money that was once worth this is now worth less because of inflation. 
And so we don't want to live in paralysis analysis. We don't want to live in fear. We want to do what God wants us to do. And so I have just four simple steps here to help you with the process of advancement. Number one, number one, accept the pound. Accept the pound. Listen, you didn't get to choose where you were born. You didn't get to choose how tall you are, how short you are, or, or your size and shape and all this other stuff. You didn't get to choose that. It was given to you, and it's a gift. And there's a lot of times people complain about where they're at in life. Listen, don't do that. Just accept it. Like, thank you, Lord. You made me five foot nothing. I can't dunk. But what can I do? Right? And so you accept the pound. Be grateful. Be grateful and appreciate. God, thank you so much for what I have. Be involved. Take ownership. Okay, this is what I got. I'm going to do something with it. Be responsible and be like, okay, what can I do? And as you do that, you may not be able to operate up here with some of these other people, but you can operate right here. And if you'll just stay right right there and accept your pound and go from one to two pounds by trying to do something, you're going to see some advancement. I love this quote. It says, you don't have to be great to start, but you do need to start to become great. You know, you're never going to start great. Everything you did in the, in the beginning was terrible, right? Even if mom and dad and sister and brother and pastor said, oh, that was so great, it was terrible. You weren't, you're not good at anything when you first try something. It's through the process of repetition that you learn how to advance and get better. The same thing with business. Sometimes I'll talk to business people and they're like, well, I would start a business, but uh, there's, I, just, I failed over here. And I would, or somebody who's been married before and their uh, relationships don't believe in marriage. Well, I tried marriage, it didn't work. No, here's the thing. There was something that didn't work inside there, but, but it, it can work if you give it a shot. And you, and you trust the Lord to say, okay, I'm going to give it a go again. And so, number one, accept the pound. Number two, number two, apply for prosperity. Apply for prosperity. Now, I'm not a health, wealth, and prosperity preacher, but I do believe in health, wealth, and prosperity. Okay, I do want to be healthy, I do want to be wealthy, and I do want to prosper. Now, that is not my gospel. Jesus Christ is death, burial, and resurrection. That is where my, my faith is anchored into, and I allow Him to use me. Now, listen, my command from Him is to obey. If He wants to make me successful, then so be it. If He wants to dispatch me and make me be a failure, then so be it. That's up to Him. That's up to my King. But I still believe in being a good steward. We're a tripart being. We're body, we're soul, we're spirit. And so God wants us to take care of all three parts. And so we ought to have a heart that says, I want to apply for prosperity. I want to grow. I want to get better. I want to lead more souls to Christ. You know, this year, about three and a half months ago, I, uh, I put out a vision. I felt like God saying, hey, I want you to do some more deals. And I actively help uh, clients do real estate. I primarily work with uh, sellers. I don't like working with buyers because then you got to drive them around and do all this other stuff. And I'm like, time wasting. I'll just pass them to somebody else. Uh, I like controlling the deal. So I'll, I'll work with the seller and negotiate the contract and people come to me. And so I said, I'm going to ask the Lord to give me 10 listings so I can give more, take care of my family more. I want to go to Hawaii. I want to pay some things. I want to have a good life. I want to do this thing. And I said, y'all pray for me. I want do this. Well, guess what? It's been, what, two and a half months? I think I closed 10 deals in like three months. That was just the power of God. I didn't even search those deals. Not like I put all this marketing out. I put a little bit of marketing, but it was just God going, you know what? If you're going to use this to glorify me and take care of your family, boom, 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 boom. And he just started bringing it. And I want to tell you, God, that's God. God's looking for a place to put the blessing. And we just have to have the faith and the vision and the courage to put ourselves out there and not let the fear of man stop us. And so apply for prosperity, strive to grow. Many of us don't grow because we think we have to know it all. No, you don't need to know it all. Suspend the prerequisite to know everything. You're not going to know everything. You don't need to know everything. 
The children of Israel, when they crossed into the, uh, into the promised land, they didn't know how those waters were going to part. They didn't know how the walls are going to fall. The orders and the clarity is going to be given to you as you step forward into it. And are you going to fall? Sure. Are you going to fail? Sure. But fail forward, fail often, and, and learn through every experience. We learn by doing. Let me say this to you when you're applying for prosperity and you're trying to advance in church, you're trying to grow small groups, you're trying to grow church ministry, you're trying to grow missions, you're trying to do a good job of whatever it is God wants you to do, and you're working at it. Pass your test. See, we don't go from kindergarten to uh, being, you know, in a senior in high school. We have to go incremental growth. And when we look at other people and other churches and other Christians and other families, we might look over and think, oh, I like what they have. I like, I kind of want that for myself. What we don't realize is there's a lot of lessons that they had to grow through. And we can't just jump to their level. It's very unwise for us to compare ourselves with other people. But what we can do is say, you know what, Lord, what level am I on? Can I tell you a hard level I'm on right now? One of the levels that I'm on is I'm, I've, been, uh, I've, I've already failed this level once. Okay, I tried to do a purchase properties in another location, multiple units, and uh, took forever. I couldn't get the contractors, and I got the contractors, and they messed it all up, and, and it was just, I failed that level, okay? And so I ended up selling it got, and getting my money, but I didn't make any money on it, okay? Well, I'm, I'm in this test again on another property for an Airbnb. And my heart for this property is to take care of Christians that are hurting and take care of pastors that want love and encouragement and, uh, and to Airbnb it and make some money and to be able to give more to missions. Well, this thing is taking forever, uh, getting contractors there, and it's the same lesson, and I can feel it, right? And I waffle back and forth. God, I'm just going to sell this thing. I'm done with it. Ugh, you know, and get an attitude over it. And then I feel the Holy Spirit like, just calm down, you know? Just walk through the difficulty. It's supposed to be difficult before it becomes easy. you got to learn this. And so I'm trying to tell myself, go slow. Is, you don't have to pass this level on your timetable. You, if you go slower and really think through your lessons, evaluate your experience, even though it might cost you more, in the end, you're going to pass the level and you're going to accomplish the goal. And so I've had to wait for different finances that come in to finish the project. And it's a trust. Am I going to trust the Lord to see this take place? And so I don't know what level you're on, but listen, you get to a new level, it's going to be a little bit challenging. Try to pass that level that you're on. Let me give you number three. Number three, when you're applying for prosperity, account for performance. Account for performance. You know, we need to be checking the quality and quantity of what we're doing. God is checking our fruit. He's checking our heart. He's checking our bank accounts. He's always checking. And so examine the gifts and opportunities that you've been given. Ask yourself, how good am I doing as a dad? Am I spending any time with my grandkids? Am I, am I taking my wife on a date? Am I, am I spending really good quality time with my business people? Am I going the extra? Am, I want to examine my performance. Because until you examine your performance, you can't improve it. And so it's through that examination you can improve it. you got to inspect what you expect. Trust was extended to these that had the pounds with the expectation of growth. Let me say this. God is expecting gain out of you. He didn't leave you here just so you can make a bunch of money and build your kingdom. 
Now, I'm for making money. I'm for having a nice house. You all know last time I came here, I was in a, what was I, in a Ferrari? I was preaching on contentment. I thought about coming in on a donkey, you know, talking about let's grow again, you know. <laughs> I just took my F-150. <laughs> it had taken too long to get here. <laughs> but God is looking for every one of us to grow in the stage of life that we're in. Hey, listen, some of you, maybe you're older, you can, you can write, a, a, write a, a good check and really make an investment into your eternal account. Some of you all can do, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm going to think about taking care of my family and having life insurance take care of them. I'm going to buy a property for my kids or my grandkids, and I'm going to buy some rentals and, so I can fund my missions in a greater way. See, if you have that vision and you're really inspecting what you expect, knowing that Jesus wants to see some gain, you can come out of this life, I mean, when you get to heaven, God will say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You see, when we get to heaven, you all know we're coming back. The millennial reign. And what you do right now matters in the next, in the next one. And I don't want to be the street sweeper wishing that I would have given more, looking over at, you know, Brother Isaac, you know, going, hey, Brother Isaac, how'd you get so close to Jesus, such a big mansion? How, do you, how come you're ruling 10 cities and I'm over here sweeping over here? And I, I, Brother Isaac going, well, you should have just been a good giver, you know? Compound, baby. That's compound giving. I didn't mess around on my tithe. My mission's given. I love my wife. We went out on dates. You know, I disciple people. I, I don't want to be the one that's missing out on ruling over five, 10 cities. I want to be the one King Jesus is like, wow, look at, look at Angel, Gabriel, there's my boy, come on, there he is, come on in, son, right? I want him to be welcoming me, thinking there he is. He hustled, he grinded, he was a blessing, and he served people with all of his heart. You know, God is going to account for performance. Judgment is declared. The guys that got gain with their pound, they were given more. The one that laid it up in a napkin, God took it away from him. You've heard this before. If you don't use it, you lose it. It's the same thing with your body. For those of you who are failing to take care of your body, listen, you're going to lose mobility if you do not start stretching. You're going to lose that heart flow if you don't start getting your 30 minutes a day of cardio, getting that blood flowing. you got to stretch. You got, you, listen, if you want to be here for your kids, your grandkids, your great-grandkids, you got to take care of what God's given to you. And the same thing with all of our ministries. We've got to look to ourselves that we don't lose those things that we've wrought. We've got to take a really good look at it and say, okay, God, help me. I know i got a judgment seat coming up. And then let me give you number four, and I'm finished. It's only 7.30 right now. We're doing so good, aren't we? Number four, award for production. Award for production. You know, God took the, the pound from the guy who wasn't using it, and he gave it to the guy that had ten. You know, it's been said, if you take away all the money from everybody in the world, the rich people, and you give it, spread it out to everybody, it'll be right back in the hands of those rich people. You say, why? Because of stewardship. There are certain ways of thinking and acting and serving that brings about increase. And so with this, God, here's how I know God's, well, maybe I won't say that here. I'm not home. Um, Here's how we know that God rewards performance. We'll put it that way. He took it from the one who only had one, and he gave it to the guy who had more. Why? Because as an investor, you want to see gain on your investment. And so whenever somebody does a good job at home, if, if somebody's washing the dishes, somebody's cleaning the room, somebody's doing a good job here at the church, when the sweat is on the brow, say, hey, you're doing a good job. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you. 
I really value you. One of the things I'm working on in my marriage every single day is I'm looking for things that my wife is doing that is wonderful. And I'm, I'm conscious and I'm, I'm looking for it. Rather than letting the devil just point out bad things in church and my family, I'm saying, no, I'm looking for the good. And as soon as I find the good, I, I affirm the good work. I notice the good work. I praise the good work. Because what gets praised gets repeated. And everybody wants to feel loved and valued. And so here we see God. He's giving verbal approval. Approval of growth and authority being granted. And so today, my message for you is pound it. Turn to your neighbor and say pound it. Put your hand out and say pound it. Pound it. Amen. I, I want to encourage you. Go out and increase your pounds. Go out and, and be a blessing. And I have a, a, a closing question for you. Are you ready to advance your pound? Every single one of us in here can do it. You can do it. It's not too late. No matter where you're at, you can take what you have and say, you know what, bless God, I want to see this grow. I want to make a difference. I want to reach the world. Make a commitment to give what you get to gospel missions. Tie the increase that you're getting to the kingdom. And what God will do is he'll supercharge your income and he'll supercharge your giving life and he'll supercharge your joy. Amen. Thank you for listening to Messages from Liberty. Tune in next week for more Bible teaching or subscribe on iTunes to stay up to date with our current series.